Welcome back, everybody, to the Lakers Silver Screen and Roll podcast. This is Talk O Tuesday. I'm Alex Padilla. Normally, it's me and Alex Regla, but today, Sabrina is filling in for Alex. Sabrina, thank you so much for for helping us out today. Yeah, I mean, this was a fantastic Laker game to be able to sub in for. I know. it's So we get to talk about one of the worst teams in the NBA playing <laughs> against one of the best teams in the NBA. But I think, fortunately for me and you, there is so much news to talk about that we can just, you know, I mean, we can recap the game. I mean, the Lakers won a lot to a little. 117-87. It was brutal for the Knicks. They are such a bad team. They're 10-27. and 27. I mean, we've been there for the last couple of years, so we know what the Knicks are going through as Laker fans. But any actual takeaway from today's game besides that? I'm just going to credit this one to LA Nightlife, like you said. You know, yeah. two days in LA for the Knicks in between the Clipper game on Sunday, which they were remarkably competitive in. And then this one where they were not. Um, it was funny. I was actually yeah. checking like the cleaning the glass filter before this game started. The Knicks have been the second best team in the league over the last two weeks, which is absurd to think about when you think how they played in this game. So, I mean, I know it seems like, oh, the Lakers beat the Knicks, whoop-de-doo. But I think this is a good win. Well, hey, it's every win that you like when you play a team like that. I'm always like, well, yeah, go out there and just crush them. You know, mm-hmm. like don't even because the Lakers, they love to play these like little like close games like the Pistons 106 99 you know that they let teams like the Suns they had a 36 point lead and they only win by 10 Mm -hmm. so we've seen the Lakers not be able to close teams out so I guess it's good when you do go out and you smash a team like they did tonight that's a good takeaway for sure yeah absolutely I love just good blowouts tacos for the fans you know real tacos the 100 point tacos not the 111 (laughs) dude so let's uh let's let's just get to the news of the actual game though because it was for as bad as the actual basketball game was, the Knicks were out there like throwing blows. Basically, uh, it started off early on when KCP got his basically his head knocked off. Mm-hmm. It was a brutal, brutal hit by Bobby Portis. He ended up getting ejected. KCP goes out. They do a concussion test negative, so he ends up coming back in. Later on, former Laker Reggie Bullock grabs McGee by the shoulders, throws him down. Nothing actually happened to them or to to McGee, so that's good. But then other former Laker, Julius Randle, goes up for a dunk or a layup. Anthony Davis tries to swat him. Anthony James tries to block him and lands super hard on his tailbone and was on the ground for, what would you say, like 10 minutes, maybe five to 10 minutes, just not moving, and it didn't look too good. He did walk off on his own power. And the update is that he has a contusion. Now, there was a funny word in there that I got to find. Sacral contusion, I believe. Sacral contusion. So, I, of course, I go straight to WebMD and type in how long does a sacral contusion take to heal? <laughs> <laughs> it said about four weeks, but everybody's different. So um, his agent, Rich Paul, did go to the media table and say x-rays are negative. He is sore, though. But that's the biggest news of the day. How long is Anthony Davis going to be out for? Yeah, I mean, I, I hate to play, you know, web doctor because like you, I literally have no idea what any of these things mean and what it means in terms of how much time Anthony Davis is going to miss. Uh, one, I'm just very, very glad that the Lakers had a big enough lead that they didn't have to bring him back in because I know all of us just had, you know, like fingernails clenched the last time Anthony Davis aggravated his knee in that game against Denver and the team kept him in because... 
we were down. LeBron James wasn't playing. What else were we supposed to do? Mm-hmm. Uh, so very, very grateful that the, this game was under control and that Anthony Davis was able to walk off on his own power and decide not to come back into the game. Um, yeah, I, I just I don't want to speculate about what it would mean, like how many games he could be out for. I think the more interesting thing to do is probably just say what it would mean for the Lakers if he didn't play. Like we've seen the Lakers have two games without him this season. One was against the Warriors. So that doesn't really count. And uh, the other one was against yeah. the Pacers, which I thought they competed very well in and just didn't quite have enough gas at the end. Uh, the Lakers play next against Dallas on Friday. So that's that's a game you'd want to have Anthony Davis for. Yeah, they play back-to-back too, Friday and Saturday at Dallas, at Oklahoma City. And like you said, they did lose the one game against a good team, against the Pacers, 105-102. So it's – and it's kind of funny because today he was having a bad game. He only mm-hmm. had five points. And that was midway through the third quarter when he got injured. Um, and the Lakers were just like annihilating the Knicks anyways because for some reason they left LeBron wide open every single time he had the ball on the three-point yeah. line. Like I've never seen such disrespect to an, someone like LeBron James's caliber. Like he's not a terrible three-point shooter. And it's the like Knicks the, just didn't the 2007 care. San Antonio Spurs playbook on LeBron. <laughs> Yeah, that was so weird. So he ended up uh, shooting 6 of 12 from 3 today, uh, finished with 31 points. But, yeah, I don't want to speculate. Today was one of the games because the game was so bad that I was just refreshing Twitter like a madman and searching AD, searching Anthony Davis, just looking for any sort of update. Mm -hmm. And then once we got that from Mike Trudell that it was just x-rays were negative, it was probably a big sigh of relief. But obviously the Lakers do need AD like they need LeBron. They just don't operate like they should without either one of them. But I mean, that's you're missing two of the top five players if you're missing one of them. So exactly. I, I hope it's nothing serious. I mean, can you imagine the NBA just flexed this Lakers game onto national television on Friday and then Anthony Davis gets hurt leading up to it. God, what a- and every game that they played against the Mavericks have, has been a close game. They, I think they're one in one so far this year. They won at home. Uh, well, they won. They won the first one and lost the last one. When the Mavs I think they've actually went. played the Mavericks three times already. Because Has it been three times? They won the Danny Green game. Um, then they got blown out at home, and then there was that third game where they played a lot of zone against Dallas. Oh, that's right. That was yeah. recently too. That was before the Suns game. That I'm so looking this is, at the It's pretty early for that season series to finish up, but uh, oof, I don't. I don't like the thought of having to play Dallas without Anthony Davis. I don't like the yeah, thought of having either. to play Dallas with Anthony Davis. I don't like the thought of the Lakers playing any games without Anthony Davis. I feel like him and LeBron are so obviously like I get LeBron if he gets rested because he is 34, 35 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, but Anthony Davis, I feel like he's had such an incredible season. Obviously, offensively, we all see what he can do. It's it's just awesome to watch night in, night out. But on the def- on the defensive side, he's probably been, you know, up there for defensive player of the year. And he I feel like he ignites the team on the defensive end. Yeah, I feel like I've said this before, but to me, the most impressive thing that Anthony Davis has done on defense this year is convince LeBron to play defense, which, whew, like that's that's a big thing. <laughs> it's an accomplishment in and, it's, in and of itself. I haven't seen LeBron this engaged on defense since like the 2016 title run. So it's yeah. so funny, man, too, because like I think you could tell like people that don't watch every single Laker game. Our, their argument is still like, when was the last time LeBron played defense? When was the last? You know, like that's their knock on LeBron. <laughs> And it's like, well, I don't know if you watch every game, he's playing defense a lot this year. Yeah, I wouldn't argue that he's, you know, lost a step or two when it comes to just defending guys one-on-one. Like, he's certainly not the standout isolation defender he was back, like, when he shut down Derrick Rose during the Eastern Conference Finals. But, 
I mean, when he turns it on, he's still pretty damn good. Real good. Real good. And also, um, Anthony Davis was in the news today because according to Chris Haynes of Yahoo Sports, the Lakers offered Anthony Davis the max four-year, $146 million extension, but they were informed that he will be bypassing and will enter unrestricted free agency in July. I don't think that's an unexpected move by Anthony Davis. Uh, Oh, absolutely not. It's just every time I see these giant sums of money that people turn down, it's just, God, what kind of business are we in? And then, like, what happened to him today? Like, what if he broke his back? And he literally, the day that he turned down $146 million, it's crazy, right? Yeah. I mean, I I still think that even if, you know, knock on wood, like, this doesn't happen, but Anthony Davis suffered a serious injury, the Lakers will be knocking down his door to offer him a five-year max this offseason. I mean, look what happened to Kevin Durant, you know, suffers probably the worst injury that an NBA player can go through, and multiple teams still winning still still you know willing to offer him that maximum contract although i i hear the knicks weren't quite interested in doing that well here's a an update now from dave McMenamin of espn uh anthony davis is expected to have an mri or will have an mri tomorrow but he is expected to miss the road trip in dallas and okc Oof. well that's a bummer that is a big big bummer yeah okc is real good too uh, they just pulled out a nice win against Brooklyn today too on the road. That's that team is no joke either. I think the Lakers played a pretty close one against them back in Oklahoma City the last time they were there, right? Yes, definitely. And I just say like the Mav, the Thunder, um, they won tonight, I believe. Chris Paul got all upset at the post game interview. I don't know if you saw that because he had a he had a he had a nice uh, game today. And mm-hmm. Dennis Scott of NBA TV is like, man, this was like a flashback game for you. And Chris Chris Paul goes, what do you mean? He goes, yeah, it's like the Chris Paul of old. He goes, oh, really? Like, like I'm not playing well yeah. this year? It was pretty hilarious. But, yeah, the Thunder beat the, the Nets today, 111-103. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's a difficult road trip, and, he, and, and it's a back-to-back, too. So it, it's going to be a tough one for the Lakers. And, and I think it doesn't really matter who the Lakers play. I think without Anthony Davis, they're probably going to – they probably struggle with most teams, I think. Yeah, I, I mean, other than like that – early season edition of the Golden State Warriors. But let's, I guess we can speculate a little here. If Anthony Davis is out, then who would you put in the starting lineup? Would you start Kyle Kuzma or Jared Dudley? Uh, You know, I think Kyle Kuzma, he's been so hit or miss so far this season, right? Mm -hmm. It's kind of up and down. Um, I would probably just go with him just because I I, I feel like he's a little bit more reliable. Um, But... I don't know. Can you see like, like Rondo starting? I feel like, <laughs> like Vogel oh loves Rondo. <laughs> oh, you mean like going yeah. small with LeBron at the like, four? Yeah, just going a little smaller. I feel like um, that's not the right play against Dallas because they have a big front line. Like, don't they start Porzingis and another center? Yeah. So would you go? There's no way they start. I mean, I don't know. It's it's a good question. It's going to be interesting to see what he does, and it might be different starting five against Dallas, and he might go with a different starting five against Thunder. Yeah, because OKC is like a relatively small team other than Steven Adams, right? They've got a lot of long, lanky guards that they play together. I mean, I think they even close games with like three nominal point guards if you consider CP, Dennis Schroeder, and Shea Gildas-Alexander to be points. So yeah, I I could see like a sliding starting lineup just depending on what the Lakers need. And the good thing is it seems like Frank Vogel is willing to adjust based on what's working or not. But I mean, 
is this time to like call up Devonte Kaycock for a couple games or ugh, I don't I don't can you, edu- can, you <laughs> can you educate me on Devonte Kaycock for a couple for as I'm just like not familiar with that with what he's doing yeah so he's just been uh killing it in the G League just unbelievable effectiveness I think for me it's hard to evaluate big guys in the G League because essentially if you have one legitimate post move you can do anything you want against other bigs in the G League and his motor is unbelievable such a good rebounder so much force that he plays with that he absolutely dominates other bigs even though he's only about six foot seven so I don't think like the number of days is a worry because he's a two-way player so the Lakers can only bring him up for 45 days because I don't think they've brought him up at all yet Uh, so that's not a concern if they need an extra big to travel with on this road trip but I just think it might be a little nice to have some big man insurance. Like I don't, I don't trust Derek Dudley to play more than like 18, 20 minutes. And mm-hmm. on a back to back, that seems to be testing his capabilities a bit much. Uh, so yeah, maybe, maybe Kuzma seems to, to be one of the two ways. Kuzma seems to be pretty healthy right now too. So, yeah. I mean, I feel like if anyone's going to get the run, it's probably going to be him. Um, I don't, do you think, I, I know we talked about it before we started recording, what about Taylor Horton Tucker? Is he gonna could he get some minutes now with the man down? Yeah, I'm I'm surprised he actually didn't get to play today. Um, because it would seem like garbage time against a garbage team would be a good time yeah. to play your rookie, especially when you have like four to five consecutive minutes of, you know, garbage time for lack of a better word. Uh I I don't think they're going to put him in in like a real game situation yet just because he's so green. I think he's only played one NBA game thus far, and it was like a minute and a half. Uh, He did have like a sick pass to Jared Dudley during that minute and a half, but I don't think this is THT time, especially because they're they're kind of developing him like a point guard, and that's not really where the Lakers have a hole right now. So do you think there's any chance that we could see like Dwight Howard and McGee play together? That would be fascinating. I mean, if Dwight Howard can continue to shoot threes like he has been, <laughs> JaVale McGee is like, his 67% yeah. shooter for the season. <laughs> Dude, they're both killing it in threes. And I, someone <laughs> tweeted a video out before. It was just like you had uh, Troy Daniels, Jared Dudley shooting threes, and then all of a sudden Dwight Howard is also shooting threes in pregame. <laughs> yeah, like, what I, are you doing, man? I don't I don't think they're going to play the two of them together. As, as hilarious as that concept is, it's just I feel like spacing would just be disastrous. Did you ever think that Frank Vogel would play Quinn Cook, Caruso, and Rondo together, though? Like, and then he did it a couple times. That's that's a good point. Um, <laughs> I brought it up in the I brought it up on this show so many times. Like, I don't know what Vogel does sometimes with his rotations. Like, they just don't make sense to me. There isn't really like a rhyme or rhythm. There's mm-hmm. days where there's days where Daniels plays. There's days where he doesn't play. There's days with Dudley plays. There's days he doesn't. I Cook is like falling off, but you know, early on he was getting run. It's it's. I don't think Vogel. I don't know. I, I, I have never had an explanation. Maybe you have of like the way he uses this the bench and, and rotates. It doesn't make sense to me. The one thing I will say about Vogel is that he has a pretty quick hook when things aren't working. So he tries a lot of random stuff like, you know, throwing crap on the wall all the time. But he he has a fairly good feel of when it's okay to keep going with something and when it's like, all right, we probably should stop doing this. Um Quinn Cook, I, I I understand why he's not in the rotation. If he's not hitting a shot, there's just very little else that he brings to this team. Whereas Troy Daniels kind of hustles a little bit more than Cook does. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
like you, I, I kind of thought Jared Dudley would be a more regular member of the rotation than he has been. Um, maybe that's something that we'll see on this upcoming road trip now that Anthony Davis is not available. Um, but I kind of think it's a uh, almost like a blessing in disguise for Kyle Kuzman. Like his name has been in the trade rumors recently. Uh, I think Christian Rivas also for Silver Screen Roll mentioned that uh, Kuzma was one of the guys who took it kind of hard last year when his name was in trade rumors. And this is sort of a chance for him to assert himself, right? Like he's, everybody's talking about the Lakers making a potential Kuzma trade. And this is a good opportunity to be like, hey, I, I can play like next to LeBron James. I, I still got something. Yeah, or he can up his trade value if he does play well. <laughs> right. <laughs> what like, if you look, you can look at it that way too. Um, but yeah, like you said, that's that's the other thing making the, the, the news for the Lakers is these Kyle Kuzma trade rumors. And the LA Times had a funny report saying that the Lakers are trying to, or the Lakers leaked that they want less leaks. And <laughs> uh, Rob Palenka not so quietly has reached out to, or has made it available that Kyle Kuzma is available. Mm-hmm. And the Kings have reached out for a possible Bogdanovich trade. And now today, earlier on ESPN, I saw uh, Brian Shaw, who was the associate head coach last year, literally say, Lakers GM LeBron James, when you talk yep. about him that way, is going to get you out. Yep. All right. uh, not that's, not, that's not a normal thing for someone that was on the staff with both those players to say <laughs> if it, there's not a lot of legitimacy to it. Yeah, I, I've always thought LeBron and Goose got along fairly well. I mean, other than the obvious age gap, but it, it was not pleasant to hear Brian's, Byron Scott I'm sorry, not Byron Scott, Brian Shaw, say that, you know, you say something about LeBron James, like your trainer tweets about Kawhi Leonard versus LeBron James, your ass is out of here. Uh, Not that I've ever really put much stock in anything Brian Shaw says. Uh, Very happy to be rid of him on the Lakers staff. Uh, But yeah, Lakers GM LeBron James. It's just funny. It's just funny to hear someone that was on the roster say that on on television, on national television, and laugh about it. Like it wasn't like, I was always like, Whoa, dude, you were the associate head coach last year, man. Like, so there's obviously some truth to what you're saying. The Lakers have employed some real idiots recently. Just Yeah, just throwing that out there too. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I think the the fact that that the Lakers have come out and said that everybody's basically available except Anthony Davis and LeBron James mm-hmm. is pretty interesting because, you know, they have the second best record in the NBA. Uh they're first in the in the in the West. And they're 30 and seven. So it's really interesting for a team that's 30 and seven to say that, but there are flaws to this team. So can I ask you, what do you think this team could improve on with the assets that they have? I don't know if that question makes sense. Like if you are going to trade Kyle Kuzma, what, what would you trade him for? Like, what are you trying to cover up? Yeah, it's, it's hard for me to figure out a trade that makes sense for the Lakers where they could use Kyle Kuzma as an asset just because of the salary. Like it makes it very challenging to get a player of reasonable value. But I think the two holes for me that I would most like to address for the Lakers would be another capable ball handler who can shoot and then a wing defender because Lord help me, if I have to watch Contavious Caldwell Pope guard another power wing, it's just it's gonna kill me. It's gonna destroy yeah. me. And I love KCP, but it's going to destroy me. <laughs> yeah, and you also cover the Clippers, and I, me and Alex have talked about this. And I know the Clippers come up on our podcast every week, so I'm sorry if you're <laughs> that much. No, I, I, but 
the Lakers just to me just don't match up well with them at all. And, you know, that's a real possibility that you're going to see them at some point in the playoffs. Exactly what you said. Like, who's guarding Paul George and Kawhi? KCP and Kuzma and LeBron? Like, that's... It's not a good matchup in a seven potential seven game series. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't think Paul George concerns me as much because I think he functions more like a shooting guard than a wing. Uh, but yeah, the, over ninety six minutes, the Lakers have not shown really any ability to guard Kawhi Leonard. And assuming he gets healthier as the season goes along, that's a matchup that really scares me. Yeah, absolutely. But it's. It's funny, too, because, like, I trashed KCP so hard. I think a lot of people did, but I know mm-hmm. I did specifically on this show. And since I haven't done a show since, uh, I don't know, like, December 16th or something like that, he's played so well since he's been, like, since Avery Bradley got hurt and he's had to fill in. He's played so well, but his defense is still going to be a liability. But he, but on offense, you can't deny that he's kind of turned it around this season. Yeah, absolutely. And I think if you put KCP on an opposing one or a two, that's a defensive matchup that I actually like quite a bit. You know, I I don't mind the idea of KCP going up against Paul George, but when it comes to defending a, a bigger guy, a bulkier guy like Leonard, he, he just doesn't stand a chance. Yeah, for sure. Hey, Sabrina, you're doing us a favor, so I'm not going to keep you long today. I know that normally we go a little longer than this, but you're hooking us up. It's late on a Tuesday night. Um, so thank you so much for filling in. Um, I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if the Lakers keep winning by 30 points, I'm happy to come back whenever. (laughs) Awesome. And yeah, just to recap the news of the night, Anthony Davis, according to reports, will miss the Friday game against the Mavericks and the Saturday game against the Thunder. He's dealing with a contusion in, what was it called again? Uh, Sacral. Sacral. It's like tailbone tailbone. area. There you go. Tailbone Mm -hmm. contusion. Yeah, Um, just for some uh, Clipper context, uh, Jamichael Green landed on his tailbone and missed about three weeks. Yeah. The way Anthony Davis was walking, it didn't look like he was going to play this weekend. So hopefully, mm-hmm. you know, we'll see if he's able to come back and play after that, but it didn't look so good. Like, I don't think there's really, I don't see him playing on Monday, but I'm not going to play doctor here. It just looked really bad the way he mm-hmm. was walking out of the tunnel. But anyway, Sabrina, Thank you so much. Uh, at Sabrina JM on Twitter, I'm Alex Padilla 86. You can all catch our work on silverscreenandroll.com. Subscribe if you haven't subscribed yet. And uh, everybody, thank you for listening. We will talk to you guys next week, where I believe Alex Regla will be back with me. But again, Sabrina, thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely.